Welcome to the Craving Consciousness Podcast. I'm Brandeline Johnson, a rule-breaking, nature-loving, law of attraction junkie who is a lifestyle entrepreneur, psychic medium, spiritual business coach, educator, and author. Each week, I will bring you a guest or a topic that will help you to awaken to your gifts, align with your soul's purpose, and ignite your lives and businesses. We don't follow the masses. We are consciously creating our evolution. Get ready to have the best human experience every day. Hey, you guys. I'm so excited to be here today on the Craving Consciousness Podcast, and today we have Josephine Hardman with Pure Field. Field. Yes. <laughs> Where I've asked her three times. Pure <laughs> Field on the podcast. And I'm really excited. Um, we just met over the internet and uh, all the things that she is doing 100% go right along with, you know, craving consciousness. And so today we have um, welcome Josephine. Yeah, thank you so much for having me. It's so exciting. Yeah, you're so welcome. Um, and so what we were going to talk about today was, you know, transitioning out of the standard work and into it, intuitive work. And so I would love to hear your story. And I know the listeners would love to hear like your, your general story on how you transitioned. Yeah. Okay. Let's see where to start. Um, so for me, it was always really sort of, it almost felt, um, predetermined that I was going to be in the academic world. Um, because, so I went to college in Florida. I had an English, I was an English major, so I got my BA. Then, um, I knew that I wanted, I knew that I loved doing research and just learning as much as I could. Um, so I knew that I was going to go into graduate school. Um, and also I have to say I am a recovering perfectionist. So at that point in my life, when I was going to college and then into grad school, I was a hardcore perfectionist. <laughs> um, and also, I had a lot of investment in sort of traditional markers of success, you know, like cultural markers of success. So like you go to college, you do really well, you get your degree, then you go to grad school, you do really well, then you get a really good job just all of these things. And for me, because I was in the academic world, it was about, I'm going to become a professor, I'm going to get tenure, and then I'm going to be set forever. Perfect. <laughs> um, and that was the plan for a very long time, probably like six to seven years. That was the plan. And that's what I did. So I got my master's and then I got my PhD. Um, so it was just all one thing after the other right? Because I went straight from college into grad school. So I wasn't really questioning any of this for a long time. But then towards the end of graduate school, probably the last three years, I would say, um, I started feeling like something was missing. And because really, that whole competitive world, you know, academia is so competitive, and you have to always, um, you have to publish things, you know, like one thing after another and you have to do presentations, and you have to go to conferences. Um, so it's just a really fast-paced and really competitive. And there's like one job, one teaching job for like 50 people that are graduating, right? So it's super competitive. 
that my personality started not to jive with that at all. <laughs> um, and I felt as though something was missing because I wasn't, even though I really do love teaching and I still teach sometimes. Um, I mean, obviously I teach workshops. Sometimes I'll still teach like a college class um, here and there because I love teaching and I felt that, I feel that that is what I am meant to do here is teach in one form or another. Um, and so even that, even though all of that was there, so I had those elements and that was great, it still felt like something was missing and that I wasn't reaching my students enough, um, you know, or there wasn't enough of a connection, like one-on-one -on -one with people, and that I was just supposed to do something else or something deeper. Um, and the interesting thing for me, of course, is that my mom is an intuitive healer. So I grew up with all of this and I grew up seeing her establish her own practice, her own private practice. Um, she was a psychotherapist first. So I had that whole example. Um, and I did a lot of work on myself throughout the years, just all different therapies. Um, and I had spiritual mentors. And I started to realize that I had this feeling of pain, almost like this feeling of grief whenever I would go in to see my spiritual teacher you know and have a session with her because I saw what she did and I felt like that's what I'm supposed to be doing but I wasn't there yet so I had this really strong feeling of grief and sadness wow yeah and so that feeling really was sort of the driving force that made me really question okay what am I doing in academia is this really sustainable long term because it's not fulfilling me in a lot of different ways um, and what can I do to actually transition out of this really structured, um, you know, world <laughs> where I know that if I get tenure, I'll be set for life. Like I won't have to worry about where do I get students or where do I get clients or any of that. Yeah. Um, that, um, yeah, that is the part that fascinates me is, mm -hmm. You're, you had your, your vision, you, yes. you already, all this structure, like you're saying, do A, B, C, and D, oh, and yeah. all will be well. And then, but your soul started bubbling up and going, I don't know. So you had to start, you had to peel away from one reality to the next. Yes, totally. Yeah. And that was the really scary part, you know, because when you, I mean, to go from that world into I'm going to start my own business from scratch by myself and I'm not established in that world. Nobody knows me, right? I, I have nothing there. So it's just a blank slate um, and I have to start from scratch. So that was really scary, especially for someone like me because I've, I've dealt with anxiety and fear for all of my life. Like those have been really the primary challenges for me. Um, and so, you know, even when it comes to like finances and all of that, just trying to think, okay, am I going to be okay financially? <laughs> um, you know, just all those fears. But ultimately, that sense of grief that I was feeling over not doing the work was stronger and more of a push than the fear. You know, like the fear wasn't able to hold me back um, because I just... I just had to go for it and I had to do it. And so I actually started asking, I remember actually one day 
I was in my bedroom probably like two years before finishing graduate school. I was in my room. I have like a stationary bicycle <laughs> where I like to work out. So I was on my bicycle just feeling that grief that I wasn't doing the spiritual work yet. Um, and so I just said, I just said it out loud. I said, you know, like spirit guides, I know that you're there and I know that I'm supposed to be doing this in some way or another. I have no idea how I'm going to get there or if I'm even supposed to finish grad school or not, or how this is all going to work. Um, but I know that you're there. So just please help me. Just please help me like get over the fear and actually do this. I love it. Yeah. Yeah. I remember that because it was a pivotal moment and because you know it was so much about trust and so at that point well then it became very clear I have to finish grad school because I was only two years away from you know getting my PhD which I started to think of it in different terms you know that it wasn't going to be this like marker of success because it really isn't um I mean it's just totally subjective um but that it could be some sort of that it could lead to other things and that it could be sort of an important piece of gaining credibility in a different field. Um, You know, because say one day, which I know I will, one day when I write a book about, you know, the Akashic Records or spirituality or whatever, and I have my PhD, so that's going to be a little bit, it's going to give it some weight. Even though I know that that's still totally a subjective marker of credibility. And we shouldn't think that any of these titles give us more credibility than, you know, um, than not having them. But we still live in a culture where if you pick up a book and it says PhD next to the name, like that means something, right? Right. So I decided, okay, okay, I'm just going to finish for the sake of just having that in the future um, to be able to establish myself and to be able to also in a way to sort of help more in a collective way to say this field of spirituality is like serious, um, you know, and real, um, and people from all different walks of life, um, come into it and then contribute to it. And so I figured, okay, it's sort of a collective act of service in a way just to get this degree and then use it in this capacity. Right. So I did finish graduate school in the end. Beautiful. Yeah. So I think, you know, for the listeners too, this is, it's important to, to share with them that you could go from something so structured to be having a successful online or local spiritual business or, or a business just doing whatever it is that your soul is calling you to do. Exactly. Um, And I feel like people like you and I are kind of setting the stage or kind of showing saying, yeah, we're doing it because for you and I, even though your mother was already doing like an intuitive type of business, Mm -hmm. this was never heard of. You don't just start your own business on the internet. Oh, totally. Right. I mean, that is completely new in a way. Right. And it's like, how does that even work logistically? You have to get around, you have to learn so much. Yeah. yeah. Oh man, boy, do you ever in the beginning, <laughs> yeah. we, we say all the things I need to learn all the things. Yeah. That's right. Exactly. So um, yeah. And it's funny, you know, because the, so, well, in the beginning I thought, of course I build a website 
and then it people everyone comes to the website <laughs> right like it's simple it's easy you just put it up there and then people just come to you and that's not the case <laughs> no not necessarily there's so many there's so many components and so it's kind of funny because all that stuff the website and the ads or the yeah the marketing that's all kind of like that structured stuff right it really is but then yes you have that spiritual side where you're like spirit guides lead me to the next person for my podcast or spirit guides lead me to um a coach that's gonna help me yes my money mindset and it's like all oh, the spirit and then the, doing the spiritual practices of knowing that your class is going to be filled and and giving gratitude and like so there's so much like masculine and structure and feminine in it um yeah it's so true i wanted to say was um i think for me Mm -hmm. and like you're saying like having to learn all the things is was also kind of like breaking the rules so Mm. um for example, like you were saying, you um, had all these markers of success and all these things that you felt mm-hmm. that you were supposed to do and that you agreed upon. And that, in my case, it was kind of the same thing. And like, my mom was like, you need to do this for this many years and you need mm-hmm. to have this 401k over here. You need to do this. And yeah. so when, when, and, and I would love to hear your side of this. So when mm-hmm. I peeled away and started doing this, it was, um, it was almost like, first of all, there's no book telling you what to do and how to do oh, it. Oh, God, I know. <laughs> but second of all, your parents or the people that had perceptions of what you should be doing yeah. were like, no, you're doing it wrong. Something's wrong. Right. So it's almost like breaking the rules, so to say. So so how was that for yeah. you? Well, I was so lucky that, you know, as I said, so my mom was already in this world, um, you know, and doing readings and being a medium and doing the Akashic records and angel readings. (laughs) So in that sense, you know, she just said to me, of course you have to follow your divine mission and just do what fulfills you and the money will come, which is so helpful to hear that, right? From your, our parents, from authority figures, um, even though that wisdom really should come from within and eventually it does but it's also so helpful in the beginning to hear that although it doesn't mean that you can't do it if you're not hearing that from other people right because i well something i learned that was really important in the very beginning was you know when you're starting your new business which is like this little baby you have to protect it and you have to be really strategic about who you share your ideas with You know, like you can't, well, sometimes it's better not to go out into the world and just tell everyone, you know, oh, this is what I'm doing now. And I'm going into spiritual business because some people are going to have negative reactions to it. And that can really sort of hurt you in the beginning if you're hearing that over and over again, because you haven't built up the confidence or the foundation to what you're actually doing. So at first, just to protect it and just tell like one or two people who you know are going to be supportive. Um, But so luckily for me, my mom was supportive. My dad was supportive. My husband is like this crazy man. (laughs) So he was like, of course, get the hell out of academia. (laughs) Um, So he was fully into that, um, which was so great also and helpful. 
I, so my concerns were more about my mentors in the academic world, you know, like my dissertation advisor on the people who were on my PhD committee. Um, because how do you even tell, and even friends from school, like how do you tell people who are so embedded in that culture that now you're going to be channeling, you know, information from your spirit guides to help other people. <laughs> I love like, it. What? <laughs> um, so I will say for the most part, I didn't tell people. I just said, oh, actually, I'm finding that this academic world um, work is not fully aligned, like with me and my personality. So I'm going to be exploring some alternative things. And that's really as far as I wanted to go um, with what I told them. But then I actually had a crazy experience because I went out for lunch with my dissertation advisor, um, you know, like for a different reason. I just needed to um, catch up with her on something. And so she started asking me, so, well, so what are you doing now? <laughs> and I started telling her sort of very gently. I started with, well, I'm, I, was, I became certified as an intuitive life coach, which is what I felt comfortable saying at the time. Um, and she was like, oh, wow, what is that? And then we started having a whole conversation that eventually, you know, we got into the Akashic Records, we got into past life stuff, and then she ended up getting to readings from me. Oh, awesome. So that was totally unexpected. And it sort of confirmed to me that I just don't have to be scared anymore about telling people like, like exactly what I do, not even just like dancing around the issue, but just like come right out and tell them. Because you never know, like those souls might need your help in some way, or they might have something to teach you. So absolutely. Well, I, I like what you said about um, keeping it a little bit quiet in the beginning. Mm -hmm. And I can agree with that because you need to know exactly what it is that you want to do. Mm -hmm. And then it's almost like, um, and spirit shows me images in my mind, mm -hmm. a card that I have, and it's called, um, in one of my Oracle decks and it's called energy. Yes. And it shows this tiny little flower coming through the snow. Yeah. And, and if you're emerging into something that you've never been before and you mm -hmm. speak it to the people that are used to who you were mm -hmm. they, and if it goes against their belief system they're gonna put their stories and imprint their story onto you yes you're just emerging you could easily get covered up by those stories and not be able to blossom um yeah. and be influenced by them so i feel that's that's really important but what like what like you said, once you know, this is who I am. Once you know mm -hmm. what your new identity is and you're, you're solid in there, mm -hmm. then it is important to share with people that, ask, especially if they're asking, because oh, yeah. it's meant, it's meant to be. Yes, totally. But that's so true about the stories because I actually had one spiritual teacher for a very short time. Um, you know, and I was sharing with her, okay, this is actually the work I want to do. Um, and I was asking for any guidance or anything she could share with me. And she said, and I'll never forget, because she said to me, yeah, it will probably take about 10 years to actually make a living doing this. And that became so like frozen and embedded in my mind. 
and it paralyzed me. Um, and I'm still, seriously, to this day, that was probably like three years ago, I'm still trying to get rid of that crazy belief. Because it's not mine. But now it feels like I've internalized it. Um, you know, and so sometimes I still think, oh my God, I'm, am I going to have to go back to doing some other form of work? Or, you know, because of course, when you have your own business, there are ebbs and flows. Some weeks, there are no clients, right? Because maybe you're working on your own stuff that week or whatever's going on. Um, and so that, those weeks, I'll freak out and think, oh my God, I have to go back to academia. I have to go look at my resume, you know, like fix it up or whatever. Because <laughs> I still have that thought in the back of my mind. Oh, it's going to take me 10 years to be fully established, which yeah. is so crazy. It, it is crazy how somebody could say something and then it gets, it's almost like it, it gets stuck in your energy field, you know? Yes, totally. Um, yes. So it's like, you got to find somebody that found success within one year or like five people that found success within one year. So you can yeah. have social proof. Yeah. Like, I know I could, do yeah. this. I could do this. Yeah. So you can't believe it. But I mean that, and it's not that she was trying to be mean or negative or anything. She was just speaking about her own experience, right? But who knows why for her it was 10 years, um, right? And I mean, that was probably like 30 years ago. So there was no internet or whatever, <laughs> right? <laughs> and so things are totally different today. That was her journey. It has nothing to do with me. Um, but that's still something that I'm having to remind myself you know, often, like, that's her story. Don't piggyback on her story, because that's not mine. Exactly. So some of the people that you work with, have you, do you help people transition into their own business or, or um, anything? I think, I think mostly I help people, like, very, very frequently people will come to me, especially if they're asking for an Akashic record reading, um, just to investigate why they're feeling as though, you know, their daily work experience is not reflecting what they feel is their soul mission, or what actually is their soul mission, and what can they do to integrate those two things, right? Which is such a common problem, I think. Today. I love that we just brought that up because how yeah. many of you listeners right now are thinking, I don't like my job. Right. Yeah. Or it's just a job to pay the bills, right? Yeah. So many people say that. Yeah. I'm just doing this to pay the bills and they're not really living. Yeah. That's a huge message that comes from, from my thing. It's like, you've got to figure out what your soul's mission is. Right. When people start thinking of themselves as a soul and not this human, you mm -hmm. know, if you could think of yourself as a soul then you're going to really start questioning saying, well, why am I here? You know, yeah. don't get stuck in that. You have to do this structure. Like we both did, you know, for me, it, yes. was, it was get this job. You have to stay there for that many years and you better save for retirement. And then maybe when yes. you're 70, you can go have fun. And, um, yes, don't, oh, man. don't <laughs> conform. <laughs> yeah. um, and I feel like this, this is like this big wave where so many of the listeners are probably thinking, yes but how right right well yeah I mean that's the <laughs> that's the problem right because yeah and I think that it's it is the fear very often that paralyzes people and then they just continue doing the same job right for decades but and it's almost like delayed happiness because they think okay I'm gonna do this 
work for 10 years, then my retirement package is going to look really good. So then I'll get to retirement and then I'll enjoy. But then they get to retirement and now they're bored, right? Or they're still worrying about money because now it's finite. <laughs> and so when, we need to stop delaying the happiness and the excitement <laughs> and start Amen. experiencing it today. You know what's interesting that my husband told me about the millennials, right? Oh, yeah. Okay. Um, he said that there was some study and they had asked all the millennials, like, how, how many of you plan on buying a house? Okay. Yeah. And a very small percentage of them, whereas um, the baby boomers, right? That was yeah. like very, you 99% of them want to invest oh, yeah. in a home and stuff. And the millennials, right. the very, very small percentage. And, and some of the older people are saying, oh, how irresponsible or, oh my gosh, where right. is our future going? But yeah. when we talk about the delayed happiness and the millennials, they're wanting this gratification like now. And I don't necessarily see that as a bad thing. I see it as I want to be living now. Yes, I agree. Because sometimes people look at those, you know, we make certain decisions and some people think that's so irresponsible or that's so selfish or you're not planning for the future. But all of those things are just coming from a fear mindset, I think, you know, that in the future, we're not going to have enough or that we have to prepare for some future catastrophe, um, right? But when, in fact, if you are fully aligned and connected to your spirit guides in every moment, then like there is no future and you will be guided every second, every step of the way right and the opportunities will come and the resources will show up and the pe people who are going to co-create with you are just gonna be there it's gonna be effortless so it's totally different to live your life from that fear mindset and planning for the future well and for a horrible future for a scary future right versus living right now you know based on trust and this abundance mindset so different it is when you can, when you, I get these, like, you know, when, like you said, it goes up and down and so yes. it goes up and down with your, your feelings and your beliefs. But right. boy, when we're sitting here talking about, and you're like, if you're just aligned, everything's perfect. And I could feel it in my stomach. Yeah. And I know that's so much to be true. It's so it's like balancing this belief that I fully feel mm -hmm. versus, like you go back into your human mindset. Something yes. Like, there wasn't a client today or you know oh god i know into that control but when you're in alignment there is no control it's just like looking around to see what where am i what which direction yeah. do i go today totally it's just openness that's all it is you know um but it's so true it has to it's almost like this i like to call it a continual returning you know because we go off course and the thought pops up oh it's going to take me 10 years to make a real income doing this, which is not even true because I'm already doing it and it's only been two years. <laughs> See, so that belief is already dispelled um, and yet it still comes back because we're human, right? And so we go back into the fear, into the blame, into the anxiety, the stress, the worry, the wanting to plan for the future, which really is just a symptom of lack of trust. Um, and so we have to return to the awareness and to that sense of open connection to all that is really, right? Yes, that's beautiful.
That's yeah. So I guess we could tell the listeners, right, to Mm -hmm. follow their stomach Mm. and and belief. I remember when I was a kid and I read something by Deepak Chopra. And he said, do, you know, basically do what you love and the money will come. Right. I remember just, just being baffled by that sentence. I know. How could this be? And I remember even asking my mom, how could this be? be?" And I'm telling you guys, you know, you could push against the grain and go through the motions of society, but your soul won't shut up. And I'm telling you, and Josephine's telling you that we could, we could, you could, that's so true. Do what you love and the money will freaking come. Yeah, absolutely. Um, And I will say though, for, if you are in the middle of the transition or thinking about transitioning, you know, sometimes people think they have to do it all at once. And like, tomorrow I'm quitting my job. That's it. Which, I mean, sometimes if you are super inspired to do that and you're okay with it, um, then go for it. Um, but sometimes it can be more gradual than that. And that's okay too. Because there's infinite time to figure this out, right? Like there's no urgency. And so if you still need a part-time job to pay the bills, and then the other, you know, half of the day or whatever, you are working on your divine mission and what you actually want to be doing, then that's perfect too. Because some people need it in order to um, lower some of that fear or the paralysis, they really need for it to be more gradual. So it's okay to balance it for a while, you know, and then at some point you totally quit your other job and you're doing this full time. But really the plan and how it's all going to work out is so individual and, um, you know, like your journey obviously was different from mine. Everyone's journey and transition is different and that's totally fine. You just have to figure out the way that it's going to work for you. Yeah. Yeah. And, and I agree about the, the quitting of the job. Like, um, I've, I've actually had two coaching clients that I think mm-hmm. of that dove mm. first out of their job mm-hmm. and was like, here I am, help me create my business and three months later going I don't I don't have any money I thought I would be yeah making money so it's and you could you could yeah it's all yeah. about your mindset and your right. and how fast you know you're going to put the the structure thing together because yes there needs to be a way for them to pay you money you know what I mean yeah but um <laughs> yeah there are practical concerns yeah. yeah there are practical things but uh you you have to you have to do that work and you have to realize that it's not just here's like you said, here's my website and here's how you can pay me for blankety service or blankety product. Yeah. It's time to like, you know, gain traction and and get this following and get people to write, know you, love you and trust you before they buy from you. So it is, you're, you're, you're creating this, this moving machine and it it takes just a minute for everybody around you Mm -hmm. to know, Oh, Oh, I didn't (laughs) do that. You know, it takes, what do they say? Like, it used to be six to eight times. Now I think it's like, oh right, yes, the con- the amount of contact. Yeah, right. Yeah, they have to see your face. They have to hear you, you know, saying things that resonate with them over and over. But also, it just takes time to figure out exactly what you want to do, right? Because I started with, oh, I'm just gonna do uh, Kashuk record readings and tarot and this other thing and Reiki, and I'm just gonna help anyone who needs my help. That is too broad, and it's never gonna work. And so it took me probably a year to figure out, okay, actually, I want to do these three things. Those are my specialties. And I want to help highly sensitive, 
women who are empaths, you know, because that's really narrowing it down to a specific demographic. And then you can target the messaging. And, um, you know, if you're writing blog posts or doing a podcast like this, then it has to really target it. So all of that takes time and it happens organically. You can't rush it, right? Because spirit is going to guide you in the way that they want to guide you. And it's not up to us, unfortunately. Yeah. <laughs> and I love what you said about that. Because, boy, I, it's, I, and I think it's constantly growing and shifting, too. Yeah. Oh, um, yeah. So I feel like it's important to say to those spiritual people out there yeah. that are like, I want a spiritual business you really do need to, to get over trying to save the world. <laughs> right. <laughs> you know I, I know. I like, know. Over trying to save anybody that comes through your door. I've worked with so many people that are like, no, I want, I'll just help anybody. And I'm like, I know yeah. you want to, I know you want <laughs> to so bad because you're a light worker and because yeah. you're, you're here to serve, you're here as a service person. I know. But when you're, especially if it's online, your messaging needs to be so clear. Oh yes. Or you're not going to stand out. So yeah, it's beautiful that you've narrowed yours down to the, yeah. the women, um, the women empaths and stuff. Um, for yeah. forever, I changed mine over and over and over. It wasn't right. until, and so I'll give it a little tip for any of the listeners. Mm -hmm. It wasn't until I made a one sentence about what I do. Mm -hmm. did, it, did it get concrete in my stomach? And my one, my one sentence is I help people awaken to their spiritual gifts and align to the frequency of their dream life and business. Mm -hmm. And I have to tell myself this sentence every day. Oh yeah. So right. Whatever I think of and all the content that I create is based around that. that yes, sentence. exactly. Right. Cause then everything has to be aligned with it. And that's a great thing you say. I actually call it the elevator pitch. Oh yeah. Um, you know, which maybe people, if they're listening, they could start working on that. Like just getting it down first. Maybe you get it down to like a couple of sentences or a paragraph. Right. And then you keep editing yourself until it's really concise. And if someone asks you in an elevator, what do you do? Bam, here's your, your elevator pitch. And it's so clear. And it's also so compelling, right? Cause the person who's hearing it, wants to say, Oh my God, that sounds amazing. Can I work with you? <laughs> right. Exactly. Ideally. Um, and yeah. so yeah, it's, it's so important to narrow it down for ourselves first, because otherwise the work is just confused and it's all over the place. And so those souls who are ready to work with you, it's like they can't quite hear or see where you are in order to find you. So it has to be really clear language. So true. One of the coaches that I worked with, uh, she said, if you could just stick to one thing for six months, mm -hmm. just keep talking about the same thing for six months. Um, and she was saying that because so many of us do want to do different things. And as you grow as a person, mm -hmm. um, we're always serving an old version of ourselves, so to say, right? Mm, yeah. And as you grow, your old version changes right? Right. But yes. In order to gain traction, you have to just talk about this one kind of thing for six months. Mm -hmm. And then once you become so well known for say, for example, teaching Akashic records, Akashic records, yeah. right? once you become so well known for that, then all of a sudden you could throw out a course or start throwing out, Hey, I'm going to do a money mindset thing. Right. Exactly. From one thing to the other, because then people are like, I know her, I love her. I trust her. 
and she's grown because even your old tar your old client that's already gone through some of your oh right yes well all of a sudden go oh I'm still following her because I love her yes and now I'm growing into my money mindset because that's something that I've been kind of thinking of for myself is like to to help more people with their money mindset right yeah well that's how you expand right but and even you can do things like say for me because I do focus on the Akashic Records so much okay how do you use the records to um heal all of your money issues right so or like something specific like that because then you go from broad into specific yeah and people already know oh I had a reading with her already and I do have money issues oh putting these two things together that makes perfect sense I'm gonna book right <laughs> yeah and so that's how you keep the content fresh for the people who are following you but also for yourself because you don't want to be doing the exact same thing you know throughout the years either because you're gonna change and grow as well as you were saying exactly exactly yeah. well, I like that you say that so how could you use your intuition because I'm mm -hmm. intuition and mediumship development right so yes. how could you use your intuition and the law of attraction yeah to shift your money mindset love it thank yeah. you for that bam but and then you can do like 10 different it can be like a series of courses because then you go into relate how do you use this for relationships how do you use this for um your health right like how do you use this to align with your vibrant physical health or just all different topics and I so love. there's this infinite ideas which is probably another thing that sometimes trips me up is I think, you know, cause we're producing so much content all the time. And sometimes you feel like I'm just like running out, like what else? And then I have to remind myself, well, just like with my money, I'm drawing from this infinite source of wisdom for the ideas. It's like the ideas are energy, just like money, right? Yes. And so both are infinite. And as long as we stay connected and aligned, and so it is impossible that I will ever run out of ideas. Exactly. And it's, for me, it's um, the, the content, it's inspiration in mm -hmm. the morning. You know, I always mm. think, okay, I'm all, okay, guys, I look up yeah. and say, what are we going to tell them today? <laughs> right. Totally. Yes. And well, and so often it's just messages that we are using for ourselves that day. 100%. Right, like, oh, today I'm having a really hard time with fear again. Okay, probably other souls out there are having the same issue, so I'm just gonna offer like a little post or something about this or an affirmation or whatever it is I'm doing myself right now to get over this. Yeah, those um, are the so posts that um I get that get the most engagement, that get the most traction, that yeah. I get messages for saying thank you. Yes. Boy, I really needed to hear this today. And so let's talk about that because, mm -hmm. because let's talk about the quantum, the quantum mm. blanket that's out there. And yeah. if you're feeling that way, just like you said, there's a bunch of other souls that are feeling exactly that way right now, maybe because of the planets, maybe because of the season, but maybe yeah. because of that quantum blanket and they're picking up this energy and you as the leader and the influencer, you're able to go, wow. I feel this way. And so what can I turn it around and, and how can I, I serve myself with this? And then all those yeah. people that are feeling it, they're like, oh, thank you. Yeah, because ultimately we are all one, right? Even though we're saying that all the time, but it is true. We are all one. So if I'm feeling something, then someone else out there is feeling it. 
And as we are all in this process of ascension together, you know, there are like waves of residue and just issues that come up to be healed collectively. Even though I, we sometimes feel, oh, I'm just at home alone having all these issues or regressing into old patterns or whatever, and you feel alone in the moment. But then you realize, oh, actually, it's more of a collective healing that's happening. So if you can reach out in that moment, that's why it resonates so much, I think. So amazing. I love it. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it, it really is amazing. <laughs> I love it. So do you have any more tips for transitioning from, you know, this, the structured type of work environment to. Yeah. This um, type? Okay. So I think, well, as always, I feel there's such power in burning rituals. So absolutely sit down and make a list. Like for, I like to ask my students um, or clients to just like, get a notebook, right? And just get one blank sheet of paper and write money at the top. So then write down all of your negative beliefs about money, burn them, then get another sheet of paper and write time at the top. Cause we have a lot of limiting beliefs about time usually, right? Like there's not enough hours in the day or how am I going to balance doing the, my current work with what I actually want to do. So then you write down all of your negative beliefs about time um, you know, and just go through all of those, burn them. And then if you can write new, more empowering, supportive beliefs, like actually I have infinite time to do what I need to do, or my guides will help me to prioritize the time that I do have, right? Because we're, we always have assistance, um, or I will be divinely guided and supported every step of the way. So I don't have to worry. And then just put those absolutely everywhere. Like put them on your nightstand, put them into your bed, put them in your office, put them in your car. Yeah. <laughs> and, you know, until they are just second nature. And until those are the beliefs that come up automatically for you. Um, so that's a good one. And then uh, it's just so important to create more space, I think, when you're thinking about transitioning. And what I mean by that is you know, if you're rushing all day just with worries or errands or going to work and then the kids and there's no time for yourself, you're not going to be able to hear that guidance about the next step. Right. So you need to be able to create space, you know, whether it's early in the morning or during your lunch break or once you get home at night, even if it's while you're taking a shower, right? So you're multitasking, which is totally fine <laughs> to just be in that shower as intentionally as you can and asking your spirit guides to send you the most relevant message for you in that moment. You know, like what's the next step or what can I do right now to be more aligned? Um, so just creating that space is really important too. I love that. That's beautiful. I, I, I have recommended the shower thing to oh, yeah. people and I call, I call it the shower goddess. Oh, that's so perfect. Wow. I'm okay. I'm going to call it that too. From yeah. on. <laughs> Sometimes I'm in there and I'm like, Oh, you know, you get that instant aha and I go thank you shower yes. goddess oh I love it that's perfect <laughs> yeah I mean the shower yeah you get some really good ideas in there right yeah. we can't take it for granted exactly oh my goodness yeah. well mm -hmm. um I loved having you on the podcast today I would love for you to share with the listeners how they could find you and connect with you okay perfect yes yeah, so my website is www.purefieldhealing.com um, if you want to 
find me on Instagram, then that's at purefield.healing. Um, and if you want to contact me directly for any reason, then that's purefieldhealing at gmail.com. Beautiful. So like I said, I love having you on here. You, you're, you're so multifaceted, right? Oh, thank you. And, uh, <laughs> thank you for saying that. <laughs> you have such a, an amazing, uh, energy about you and i love i always love forever i always love people that left like that corporate type of structure oh right i know the the spiritual like i love to call those people like rule breakers mm-hmm. <laughs> yes yeah we're like pioneers in a way yeah know? and also what's the name of your podcast because i know we're gonna oh yeah, yeah. Episode over there. um so my podcast is called inner work a spiritual growth podcast and it's on iTunes and all the other platforms. Um, so yeah, you can check that out too, but, and thank you so much for having me. Uh, I'm so glad that we connected. This is really a productive, um, lovely connection. It really is. And we're, we're totally, we're going to be staying connected and you know, oh, yeah. the, more, the more spiritual besties I have, the, the better my, my life. Yes. Gets, so awesome. yeah, I see collaborations in the future. So for sure, yeah. right? Pred- yes. Let's make predictions now. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, so great. I love it. Thanks for listening. And if you loved this episode and know someone else who is spiritually awakened or igniting a world-changing brand, please send them my way. It will benefit the world if you help me get this pod and message to as many listeners as I can. Again, if you liked what you heard, it would mean a lot to me if you took 30 seconds to leave me a five-star review and share this with your friends. I will be forever grateful. Until the next episode, stay present, stay grounded, and shine your light.